The views and opinions expressed on Deeply Upsetting are those of the panelists and not those of the Geeks Under the Influence Network, associated brands, properties, or businesses. Listener discretion is advised. Please keep your hands inside the ride at all times. Would you rather go on a terrible first date, then realize you both have to walk in the same direction to your cars, and on the way there, they ask you out again, so you have to break the news in person that you're not into it. Oh, no. Or every single time your phone rings, it's a FaceTime, and you have to answer it. Oh, my God. (laughs) For, for like socially awkward or people with anxiety, these are the like these are the nightmare scenarios. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> See, the challenge is the mm-hmm. walking back to your car. It's a much harsher interaction than you would get with the FaceTime thing, mm-hmm. but it is also somebody that you're likely never going to see again. True. So that is a, like a trade off there with the FaceTime. It's sometimes going to be a good thing. It'll be like your your nephew or or you know like a, a friend that you haven't talked to in a while and true like, but what if you're like on the toilet or something then you just don't answer no you're forced to you have you to have answer to... every time oh no yeah what if you're like having sex <laughs> what if it's like somebody like the messages and calls that i've been getting for the past like month that is trying to get me to vote for their candidate yeah and i'm it's just like <laughs> pushing out a poop like yeah. i'm turtle heading halfway through sweat on my brow <laughs> face red yeah they want me to align my You're vote. sweating in red face you need fiber in your diet my guy <laughs> like what's happening in there depends on the day okay yeah, well, yeah. i guess some days are harder than others you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so um ooh, that's tough i think i think how often is the walking back to the in the same direction and like having to break the news in person gonna be every time you go on a terrible first date okay well Let's say I was single. So that mm-hmm. was a, a thing I had to worry about. Oh, yeah. I forgot to tell you that. <laughs> You're going to be single. Oh, no. <laughs> just kidding. No. <laughs> I hate this scenario. <laughs> just kidding. I hate how, how method you are with these would you rathers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like soul crushing, like relationship ending would you rathers. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to have to lean towards like not doing the FaceTime thing. That's awful. Yeah. Yeah. That's completely terrible. Because imagine like middle of the night. And somebody calls you, which don't call me in the middle of the night. No. Even if it's really bad news, wait till the morning. I'm going to be useless to you that time of night for anything. I'm going to be useless to you in the morning. Probably. (laughs) If you don't call, you need to call me between the hours of 12 and 12 (laughs) p.m. to a.m. That's it. That's all I got. If you call me at nine o'clock in the morning and like I have terrible news, I need your help. I'll be like, okay, well, this is better than three. But I mean, you got to give me. (laughs) I like I. Yes, I'm upset, too. I also. I'm not, not a morning person. Not wearing pants. I'm rubbing the sleep out of my eyes. I can barely like stand up. And I'm at work. Yeah, and I'm at work. <laughs> it's so, not a good scene. No, not a great scene at all. So, But let me just paint this picture of this date. You think that you got off scot-free because you think that it, everyone felt like it went terrible. And then you had one of those situations where it was like, oh, you're going this way too? Okay. And then your cars are like so far away, like blocks. And in the middle of it, that's when they muster up the courage to ask you out again. And you're floored. You thought that they had a bad time, too. How could they have possibly had fun? But they did. See, I've been in that situation before where the date was horrifying and, like, nobody seemed to be having fun. And I have, too. But they didn't ask me out again in person. They asked me out over text. Yeah, so I same. could easily get past that over text. But in person, what if there are tears? <laughs> I'm just making it worse. Well, what if I realized that I did? I realized that I did like a totally like uneven. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) so uneven. Well, what if they're tears at that point? I'm gonna be like, okay, I made so the right decision because like if you're crying over like a first date that seemed bad in my opinion, and you're like really upset about it, you're too invested already. Maybe you're just a fucking catch. (laughs) Let's be real here. Um, even even if in some weird world I was such a catch that somebody was like emotionally invested into it, it's a first date. Like yeah. I've I've had very promising first dates where the date went really well and nothing came from it. And yeah, it's a bummer, but it's like, a, well, well, that sucks. Yeah. And then you just move on with your fucking life. It's mm-hmm. not it's not something to cry over. Very true. There's plenty of fish that also parked far away from the restaurant. Very I think true. That that old saying. The weirdest though, this is just off topic, as per usual. The weirdest, though, is when you have a really, really great first date with somebody and you're like, there's no way I can read this wrong. I overthink everything. Like, I'm paying attention to everything. 
This went really well. And then they ghost you. Yeah. What happened there besides them dying? Which is the only good That's the only choice. good excuse, yeah. But then you find out via social media stalking that they didn't. <laughs> so then what? I've, I feel like I've done, well, not ghosting. Usually I was pretty good about like sending a message being like, hey. <laughs> what was that? Hey. <laughs> Hi. If you sent them a voice text in that voice, they probably wouldn't be sad at all. No, they'd be like, oh, wow, okay, yeah. <laughs> Dodge that bullet. Ugh. Or if they FaceTimed you while you were pooping, I guess, because that sounds harrowing. That's how I get all the ladies. That's why we don't have the fucking Megan Trainer bathroom <laughs> situation, because this would be The ladies like, if he puts that much energy into his poops, imagine how much energy he puts into his relationships. <laughs> Because it's a clear line there between the <laughs> that two. Correlation that correlation is scientifically proven yep. again and again and again. I can quote many studies <laughs> on the matter. That you yourself wrote. <laughs> that I wrote in crayon when I was a child. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you were really ahead of your time. I really was. A wonderkind, as they <laughs> Clearly. As called it. Yes. So, um, yeah, no, I think, I think no matter how you slice it with the first yeah, date thing. Yeah, you're right. I think... Um, First dates are incredibly awkward and mm-hmm. in the first place. So I I know for me, I don't put a lot of like emotional energy into the first date for the most part because mm-hmm. um even if it goes really well, it's like, okay, cool, like I'm I'm excited, but yeah, you know, you never know when the other shoe's gonna drop. So mm-hmm. going into the third date, then I'm like, okay, this might be going somewhere. Like second date is like, okay. <laughs> We, we saw each other. We want to see each other again. So that's a good sign. Yeah. Walk everyone through your process of your entire feelings when you start dating somebody. The third date, I'm like, we're going to fuck. <laughs> Just like that. Yeah. And you say it right away. I just I, experience. I say it when we're talking about the third date on the second date. It's yep. really, really jarring <laughs> loudly said, in a restaurant. A fuck date. Fuck date. <laughs> So you want to go on fuck date? <laughs> what? <laughs> fuck date. Third date. Fuck date. <laughs> that should be the common parlance for it, honestly. <laughs> that would be amazing. Or you met somebody I know we I did. I'm going on fuck date on Tuesday. <laughs> I like how it's just fuck date. It's not even like the fuck no, date. No, <laughs> no, it's fuck date. Wow. It's really intense. It's a shame that can't be the title of this episode. I know. Yeah. That is too bad. <laughs> Damn it. Censorship. Ugh. So rude. My rights. <laughs> For the uh, would you rather, I think we definitely don't need to dump that idea just yet. But okay. I we have a couple other ideas that we could do for opening intros. As we well. do. Yeah, we'll that try we're those gonna be out. playing around with. So you get to be our little uh, our little guinea pigs mm-hmm. as we uh, try out some new stuff at the beginning of the episodes. Lucky you. <laughs> Lucky you. <laughs> what a treat. Yay. <laughs> All right. So it's definitely not the FaceTime one. I'm pretty disappointed. Yeah, well, I mean, who who wants to be on FaceTime that, like, period, me. Yeah. Like, I always get really nervous when I'm on Zoom calls with work because mm-hmm. I'm just worried that it's going to magically, for no reason, have the camera on when it turns on, even mm-hmm. though that setting's always off. Yep. This was inspired by a tweet that I saw, actually, where somebody said that they went to call a restaurant to make a reservation, and they picked up and it immediately turned into a FaceTime <laughs> without them knowing it was going to do that. No. That's... Awful. That is the worst. FaceTime without consent is like criminal. Truly. I do I do not need people to be able to uh see me with their eyes yeah. unless I consent. Yeah. It's... Please do not perceive me. Especially like if I'm trying to go to your establishment, because if you saw me like in my natural resting state in my home, you wouldn't want me to come to your establishment. I look like a wild animal. You're right. <laughs> in the home. I had a, a new manager that uh at the beginning of the pandemic wanted to like do a, a a call so i called not thinking anything of it and then they popped up on the like video chat and they're mm-hmm. like oh, i can't see you and i'm like oh crap okay i'm wearing like a dragon force t-shirt mm-hmm. my hair is all like f- wild mm-hmm. i'm clearly not in professional garb he is at home so i'm sitting there and he's like in dress clothes and i'm like i look like a hobo cool <laughs> this is good first meeting for this person that's never talked that to was me the before first time you met first time yeah i don't remember this at all no, this was a uh, this is a new manager that I normally didn't work with. So yeah. you just kept this from me as a secret. <laughs> yes, that was my my deep dark secret. <laughs> You're just keeping secrets for content so for the episodes. As a manager that I see you. saw me in my underwear. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. He stood up and was like, "Sorry, I'm in my underwear." Sorry, you could see my balls. 
And he was like, there's no reason for you to stand up. I never would have known. <laughs> like humping at the camera. Like, I'm sorry. This is so uncomfortable for me. As you're doing it right now. <laughs> I am humping. <laughs> I think you can't actually say humping without humping. <laughs> I think it's part of the rule. Oh, my God. Humping. No, you got to I guess get a little hip in there. A little bit. A little bit. Subtle yeah. hip. Subtle hip, yeah. Action. I mean, you want to go big hip, but mm-hmm. you can survive with m- minimal hip. Yeah, you can make it. Yeah. Just barely. Barely. <laughs> Anywho. Yeah. <laughs> Off to a great start. On Off to one. a great start. This is Deeply Upsetting Bag. <laughs> back to Deeply Upsetting. I'm Amy Bogard. I'm Mike the Hobbit. Yay. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm Mike the Hobbit. Oh, I forgot. It's a spooky, spooky episode. Wow. Completely forgot about that when I crafted my brilliant would you rather. I, I think a really upsetting first date is a horror movie. That's so very true. I think yeah, that works. That and also un, unprepared FaceTime, also terrifying. You're right. I meant to do it. <laughs> It's a modern day horror classic. You know, deeply upsetting. The place you go for all your Halloween needs. Mm-hmm, such absolutely. a spooky show. We're the spirit of podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> Except, unfortunately for you, we're not only around a few months out of the year. Right. We're year round, baby. We are scary because this is where we go for our pride to die. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Yep. Or shame, also. True. Yeah. <laughs> so true. Yeah. Very Too true. real. Too real. <laughs> rewind this i can't handle it i know right too, too close start crying <laughs> i feel like there's definitely gonna be a time that i start crying on the podcast oh yeah yeah <laughs> anybody that's listened to like the main show on the network uh has already heard me cry at some point so mm-hmm. yeah it's fine it's fine you know? yeah one day maybe you'll get to hear me cry if you want to it's so so hot it's crazy hot it's really that's hot. what everyone always says <laughs> And that's why I do it. Like Amy Bogart, I don't know. Uh, the one that's really hot when she cries. Oh. oh clearly. Mm-hmm. Sexy cries a lot. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> I know you're talking about. You know that somebody jerks off to people crying them. Definitely. 100%. I wonder like what, how big of a contingency that is though. It's probably more than we would like to think. Do you think it's more or less than ethical cannibals? Mm, I think that... Also, great shout out to yeah. one of our old minor upsets. Check that one out. It was a good one. Um, I think it's probably about the same. And there might be some like some Venn diagram, Venn diagram crossover. Yeah, because if they're like crying because they don't want to be eaten, you know. Please don't eat me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Like the food is crying. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Getting so salty. Oh, yes. Seasoned. Season it with your tears. <laughs> <laughs> That's me trying to cook. Yeah, right. I'm terrible at cooking, so I just season it with my tears. <laughs> that's from the uh, the the suits they have in Dune. Like that's that's yes. <laughs> that's how they season their food. <laughs> is just pour the salty tear sweat water on stuff. Ooh, probably. Look, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anywho, yeah. Uh, welcome back to deeply upsetting. Welcome to this Dune Talk. <laughs> Dune Talk. Dune cooking. I would fucking love to talk about Dune, like with anyone who wants to hear it. <laughs> right? No one that I've. No one that I see like on a regular basis, which honestly is just mostly like people at work at yeah. this point because I have no free time. Um, nobody has seen Dune and nobody just wants to hear me wax poetic about it. So I do. Well, you and I have talked about it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And unfortunately, when we recorded the Dune episode for the, the main show, Geeks Under the Influence, you had other plans and couldn't be here to talk Dune before and after. I so. was busy being a fucking supermodel of yep. the world. Oh my God, they're so cute. The pictures uh, I've seen. One of my friends who is an incredible makeup artist and is a really incredible photographer, as it turns out, is um, starting a little business. Um, and so for some like promotional stuff, she did some horror photo shoots and I did like a devil who ended up kind of being also like an 80s Wall Street boss. <laughs> it works. I mean, she devil in, in the pictures. Girl boss. Yeah, it's a <laughs> It's a fucking haunted girl bus, <laughs> which honestly is so scary anyway. That is pretty scary. I love it. That's exactly. Oh, I can't wait to text her about that. <laughs> if you need makeup done in the area, it's uh, Brianna Burns X Makeup. Very, very talented. Oh. Got to give the plug. And I'm know. very excited. And if you uh, follow them, you might be able to see pictures of Amy Bogart dressed as a sexy devil mm. executive. Devil executive? Yep. 
De- Don't dev- tell them that. I'm trying to keep my anonymity. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a secret. <laughs> uh, speaking of secrets, uh, there's some information that isn't a secret about is this show. Is it how you submit the questions? Yes. Great segue. I so, so good. Yeah. The thing we do here is we answer questions um, from your creepy little brains, all your hypothetical quandaries, as upsetting as they get, we do not discriminate. And it does get pretty upsetting in here. Immediately. Yeah. (laughs) Constantly. (laughs) And the second we close the door to start recording, it's very upsetting atmosphere. Yes. (laughs) Chilling, really. (laughs) Oh, my God. These are real people with these thoughts. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And they're sending Mm -hmm. them us. And then we're talking about it. Every episode is a spooky episode. (laughs) Really? This one's just extra spooky. So... We mostly get our questions from social media. We have Facebook and Twitter. It's at Deeply Upsetting. And we will post um, before we record to ask for your questions. So like this time we asked for your spooky questions and we got some good ones. Um, But you can also just post them if you think about anything that you want to ask. You can send us an email at geeksundertheinfluence at gmail.com. Put Deeply Upsetting in the subject line so we can find your monstrous little questions. (laughs) Or you can send us a text or leave us a haunting voicemail of you breathing. At the GUI hotline, it's 804-505-4484, which is 804-505-4GUI. I wish we got more... Um, heavy breathing. Heavy breathing uh, yeah. voicemails on on the voicemail. It's unfortunate how little creepy stalker voicemails we've gotten. We don't even have a stalker. I think that's when we know we'll, we've made it. That's like when Weird Al Yankovic covered Smells Like Teen Spirit. Mm-hmm. Nirvana um, said that, like, oh, we've arrived. Like, yeah, if Weird Al is true. covering us, it's kind of the same thing with having a stalker. Yeah. I don't know what the version of podcasting that that is, because if you're a podcaster, do you ever really make it? <laughs> you're still a podcaster. No, I mean, if you're a podcast, that's like slightly bigger fish in a still very small pond. It's not it's a... like King of the Mathletes. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Congratulations, I guess. Ooh, yay. You're the coolest kid in chess club. Exactly. Yeah. Ooh. I'm sure you get all the bitches. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> in, instead of Weird Al for podcasting, I think it's when... Uh, you get to a point where you have like that super fan that is sending emails like every week and um, mm-hmm. is constantly like responding to every post you put on social media and is like emailing you and in a creepy way. Yeah. Not in a creepy stalker way, but just in that like enthusiastic, you're, you're my favorite podcast. I'm so into the show kind of mm. energy. I think it's when you get a Casper ad. <laughs> I feel like that's that's really? the big leagues. That's the big the Casper ads. Yeah. I feel like those are the, always like the more like NPR-ish shows, like the big important ones that like Casper aren't mattresses about or MailChimp. farts and shit like our yeah. show is. <laughs> yeah, or I ma- mean. MailChimp also works for that. MailChimp? Well, I don't know if MailChimp is even a thing as much anymore, but it used I to be. I don't uh, know what that is. A MailChimp, it was a way to like send mail, like stamps.com or whatever. <laughs> that was a serious sponsor for NPR Yeah, MailChimp. People? And then the commercial <laughs> had like a little kid being mail. It's MailChimp. That sounds like a thing that would be more up our alley. Right? <laughs> Fucking little weirdo. We were just making up fake brands to sponsor <laughs> <Exactly>. us. <laughs> That's like our sponsor, Snake Talk. <laughs> Parcel Gator. <laughs> now available in, in more than just the southern states. <laughs> Do you like getting mail? It's package whore, bitch. <laughs> you little slut for mail. I see you waiting by the door. <laughs> Are you homicidal and also like... Getting a, a special delivery. It's Bindle Stabber. Whoa. <laughs> I was not prepared for that. that you took a really big jump there. It's like a, ho- a stabby hobo. <laughs> you took that from zero to a thousand. If a stabby hobo was a business, Bindle Stabber. You love bringing up bindles more than anything. I think it's because you know that a lot of people don't know that term. So you want to be able to explain it to people. I like to be perceived as smarter than I actually am. Mm. And I've been really good at hiding the fact that I'm actually an idiot you have been <laughs> I have been really good at it i think i've been trying to play it off where my like idiocy is like a playful like silly thing and mm-hmm. not it's just an act cold raw stupidity <laughs> <laughs> no it's hot steamy stupidity yeah. don't sell yourself short you want hot steamy stupidity welcome to this show deeply upsetting deeply upsetting Speaking of, we do. Uh, we have questions. We do have questions. We have spooky questions. We do have spooky questions for the for the Halloween season, mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to start off with this one from our friend Chris Porter uh, and GUI panelist as well. This is a great way to start it off. This is actually also uh, very timely because there's a new series about this character. Yes. If you had uh, Charles Lee Ray's uh, spell, and Charles Lee Ray, for those unf- unfamiliar, that's the serial killer that inhabited. 
Chucky's body in Child's Play. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you had Charles Lee Ray's spell, what toy would you transfer your soul into? So not a good guy doll like Chucky, but like what other toy would you put your soul into? So you'd be like a walking, talking nightmare toy. I am surprised that you even wanted to do this question because you know that I already am in possession of a nightmare no, toy. You cannot choose her. I am. No, you can't. I have to. No, you don't. She's a piece of me. <laughs> she is not a piece of you. Okay. So here's the deal, everybody. No. I have a doll from childhood, of course. Her name is Ella. And she's amazing. She's haunted. <laughs> she's fucking haunted. <laughs> she's seen better days, of course, who whose dolls haven't. Um, but she's great. She's wearing a Garfield nightgown that I used to have a matching version of. Unfortunately, I grew out of it or else I'd be rocking that shit on the daily. Why isn't that a thing that adults um, are what we need them as adults now? The like 80s and early 90s, like pajama shirts. Yes. That have like the Tasmanian devil, like yes. B-boy style, <laughs> yes. like with his hat backwards. Yes. Or like Bugs Bunny with a baseball hat and like a baseball bat, like ready to play ball. I would love to. I want a Garfield one so I can match Ella yeah. again. And then just, it, it's down to your ankles. It's just an off shirt. It mm-hmm. goes down to your ankles. So I thought nothing of her. I've had her my entire life. Um, and so Mike and I moved into this apartment uh, a year and a half ago-ish. Yeah, whereabouts. Whereabouts. And I guess he'd never seen her per se. <laughs> and so prepared. I uh I'm also not a very good packer. So my boxes say things where it's like shoes slash office supplies slash bedroom. Like it's there's no sense it's to be had. It's psychotic. absolute chaos. But I know where everything is. I know exactly where it is. I'll put like rings in a candle if it has a lid. Like I know where it is. <laughs> I know where the fuck it is. So you were asking me over text, I was at work where something was. And I was like, oh, it's in the thing that says like bedroom it's slash like toenail clippers, supplies. soap. Right. <laughs> uh, and uh, electrical cords. It did not <laughs> say haunted doll on it. It did not. And so I get a text from you in all caps. This is so outside your character that just says, Amy, what the fuck? <laughs> and I was like, what? There's nothing I did. I'm like racking my brain <laughs> being like, do I have that like weird sleepwalking disease? Like, did I go sleepwalk and like fuck somebody? Like what happened in the amount of time? And then you sent me a picture of Ella sitting on top of the box. And I laughed at work so hard that I cried. Um, she's not scary. She is spooky. No. You've got to admit that she's a little spooky. She's cute. She's tired. She's wearing a little sleeping cap. <laughs> no, she's okay. She's got the plastic limbs. And it's like, she does it's have a little, a plastic like, probably face. like eight inch tall doll. It's not a big doll, but it's got like the plastic limbs. And then the body is like fabric, <laughs> but all the fabric, the innards have just like compressed to nothing she was loved a lot so it's just this sad creepy cronenbergian <laughs> floppy body plastic limbed like sleepy doll she's it's, beautiful it's so fucking creepy it looks I like love it's her. gonna like get up on all fours and its head's <laughs> gonna spin around like 180 and look at me and then it would then i'll hear a baby chuckle and then it'll just like scamper under the bed. Honestly, I wish it would. I wish she would. <laughs> I've tried to like whisper it in her little ear, but she's too tired. <laughs> she's asleep. She's so tired. She's a sleepy baby. <laughs> so that's why I would have to inhabit her body. And I would do it without question. I would love to freak you out for the rest of time. N- it wouldn't be the rest of time because I would burn this building down with you inside it. <laughs> I'm too quick. I would skitter away. <laughs> no skittering. I would skitter You're away not, on my plastic limbs. You are not. A, if you turn into any doll, you cannot skitter. Like that is off the table. Obviously I will. If I was like more nimble at this point, I'd be skittering as a fucking <laughs> no, human no. girl. <laughs> but I'm not very nimble. Lucky for you. Yeah, because I couldn't handle a lot of skittering. I don't have good balance. Especially if I tried to like crab walk skitter, that'd be fun. Oh, I should practice no. that. And so the problem is we have these bay, big bay windows mm-hmm. in uh, in the apartment as well that at night we'll still get some of the street light in here. Mm-hmm. So if like I got up to use the bathroom and you had gotten up to use the bathroom like just before me and then I was coming back and then I would just see like a fucking figure skittering crab walking at me. Well, you noticed that I like wasn't in the bed. And I would be like, oh, they're probably in the bathroom. And then I that would go out of my brain the minute I saw a fucking crab walking shadow person <laughs> coming at me. I, I would immediately like bludgeon sc- me, scream, bludgeon you to death and then burn the building down with me inside. Being like, that's it for me. I'm, can't. Well, luckily, Ella's so tiny. <laughs> She's hard for you to get. 
So that, I, I've seen the the rabbit in Monty Python was also tiny and it ripped throats out and murdered knights. So it's wow. not about size. I feel like we should post a picture of her on the social media and everyone can say that she's cute. She's not cute. You're the only one that we'll thinks that. We'll yeah, start a poll. Yeah, I would love is, to start a poll. I would love to start a poll. I would love to. Okay. Right. I know what's going to happen already. She's just a sleepy little baby. <laughs> She's not a sleepy little baby. <laughs> yes, She's a she walking, fucking sleeping nightmare. I love her. <laughs> she is like the elder god that sleeps at the bottom of the ocean waiting for its day to take over the fucking world and send it into darkness. Oh, you're no fun. Fine. She'll get buried with me so you don't have to be scared anymore of a little baby doll. <laughs> cool. Into it. Bury that thing. Bury us at sea. <laughs> <laughs> No, I feel like the sea would only make her stronger. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> she was like, gain power. She recharges at the sea. <laughs> right. I take her to the beach and I just hold her above the ocean like Simba. <laughs> and then all the seals just start like bowing to her. I'm like, okay, now she has an army. Cool. <laughs> the birds fall out of the sky. <laughs> Ella and the seal army. Yeah, cool. I would love that. Because <laughs> she would, I feel like she would still give me like respect as the one who's taking care of her over all of these years. So then I would also, by default, have a SEAL army. Sounds awesome. I mean, SEAL army does sound awesome, don't get yeah. me wrong. But, like, a SEAL army that is ruled by a haunted doll is decidedly less awesome. But she's a cute little haunted doll, baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we'll get the polls up. Yeah, we'll get the polls up. Um, What's your answer? This oh, my God. I, well, there was one. It's long since disappeared. <laughs> That's why I told you. I, could, I was surprised that you even accepted this question. You didn't just burn it. <laughs> I would... In, incorporate my soul into an old school 1990s Stretch Armstrong. Wow. Okay. You remember those toys? It was like the mm-hmm. stretchy armed wrestling guy. I love it. Yeah. Do you feel like that in like encompasses your spirit? Like your spirit's a Stretch Armstrong? No. <laughs> I feel no. like I'm more of a Gumby. <laughs> I have huge Gumby energy. I just I like Stretch Armstrong. He seemed like manically excited Mm -hmm. it wasn't like macho man or the ultimate warrior where they're just like super hyper like cocaine crazy yeah yeah he was more of the like come on guys like labrador like a human labrador kind of level of energy and he was also super stretchy and i think the combo with that would be so utterly fucking terrifying to anybody that went into my past of of just hey guys what's going on with those like fucking wacky limbs going everywhere I like this answer a lot, but I'm also very perplexed that you didn't choose your haunted childhood toy that's in this home as well, tormenting me. It's creepy to me. Like, I, it's my bear. It's missing a leg. Yeah, it's missing a leg, and it's got singed fur on its face. <laughs> it's so scary. It's, so... it's been through more than me. It's It's been through hell. It's seen... <laughs> It's seen things. So scary. Unspeakable things. <laughs> um, it's it's beat to death. There's a picture of me as a little infant that's actually smaller than that bear. Aww. Um, because I was a preemie. And uh, then now this, it's a tiny bear. It's like a 10-inch bear. It's a little yeah. thing. Um, it's missing a limb. It's like, yeah. if you put that in a washing machine, it would come out flat. <laughs> I think it's just, it's just dirt and bugs, I think, in it. <laughs> perfect it's, it's like o- the oogie boogie man yep, from nightmare before christmas mm-hmm. but as a stuffed bear yep pretty yeah. much mm-hmm. very scary stuff <laughs> yeah. and you make fun of ella please <laughs> you know but ella's haunted with the souls of dead children like the bear is just a gross <laughs> mm-hmm. like thing that is gross i well, mean it's not the good news though is because i know these things the dead children that she's haunted by are so cute <laughs> they're <all> so cute <laughs> Bear is just like a, a fucking lovable hobo, you know, like he's he's That's dirty true. and he's seen better days. He's missing a leg. Yeah. But man, he doesn't let us get his spirits down. He's not trying to control a SEAL army uh, to take over the world. Yeah, because he doesn't have it in him. Bear is not that kind of girl. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm not fucking terrified of Bear. Very Well, I am <laughs> not into it. Very scary. Bear stuff. just looks like, I don't know, like a homeless Muppet. Wait, also, may it be known how unfair this living situation is. Bear sits on top of a dresser staring at us as we sleep, whereas Ella has been relegated to under the bed. 
<laughs> what the fuck no, is no, no. this? I didn't agree to under the bed. I just <laughs> did. I just said absolutely not to on the bed. Then she's going to sit on the dresser next to Bear no. and stare at us as we sleep. Under the bed is also terrifying. Because where do you want her to be? <laughs> the furthest away from me as possible. Not under where I sleep. That's True. Not, Remember that's that time I put her in the bed under your part of the blanket? <laughs> you didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> like the haunted thing that wants to enter my dreams and kill me while I sleep lives under where I sleep. I don't know why you're trying to make an enemy of her right now. She can hear you. She's <laughs> oh, no. only a wall away. <laughs> I look over and Ella's just like peeking in the door. Like, I fucking wish. <laughs> I want to like put some sort of battery in her like that I can operate her like a toy helicopter or something. Oh my god. Scare the shit out of you. You're a monster. I am. I know. That would actually be terrible. You'd probably have like a heart attack or something. <laughs> yeah, that'll show you. Mm-hmm. You just die. Imagine trying to explain I that to the police of that. like how I got a heart attack and just god damn it. Holy shit. And the police are like, I gotta go. There's important things happening. I don't want to be remembered by being the obituary that's read on every late night talk show. <laughs> Truly. It's so fucking bonkers. Haunted doll. <laughs> for your evil girlfriend. Like helicopter haunted. Like, mm-hmm. Fine. I guess we'll move on to the next question. Cool. Since you'll never see it my way. <laughs> <laughs> the next question is from Chuck Pashal from Viper Nine Tees. He's a... Um, he's a- Old buddy that we knew from the conventions and stuff. And uh, he, we were plugging Throwing Horns a little oh, while back. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, that's the that's the dude that was uh, that made that RPG. Heavy right. metal RPG. Really Very fucking cool. cool. Yeah. So he asks, haunted boat, haunted hotel, or haunted carport? Which is the spookiest? Ooh. Okay. Haunted boat, haunted hotel, or haunted carport? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Haunted Cardport is definitely not the spookiest. I agree. Get that out of there. Like, I'm not saying that it couldn't be spooky. I'm sure it could be. But if you're talking boat or hotel, they're definitely going to be creepier than like a carport. Oh, definitely. More surface area. More surface area. Also, more things like more corners to hide in. Exactly. More place for the ghost to hide. Carport, it's kind of like, I see you, bitch. Uh, haunted hotel or haunted boat? That's really tough because both of them are bringing some real spooky elements. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. The the empty room thing definitely. You know, I've seen The Shining. I know what that's I all about. I was thinking about The Shining. Definitely. Mm-hmm. The uh, the haunted boat is really fucking spooky, especially because like the souls of like dead sailors or something. Very like true. what is like under the water from the spooky boat? You know, is Ooh. there like? I mean, there there's a lot that can happen on a spooky boat, and also. You're probably out in the water. If a fucking 1800 sea captain ghost Mm-mm. attacks you, there's not going to be anybody around to hear you. I'd rather drown. You, you probably will. That's fine. <laughs> because the spooky sea captain will be holding your head underwater. Oh, man. He's going to make me walk the plank, huh? He'll be like, yarr. <laughs> so scary. That's oh, what, my God. That's what sea captains sounded like <laughs> in the 1800s. I'm so scared of him. A vast. <laughs> Also, it's very like tight quarters in a boat. Mm-hmm. And so then that's also like a weird claustrophobic element that I don't like. Also, it does depend on the size of the boat, too, on just the level of spooky. Because if mm-hmm. it was like the ship and ghost ship, which was like a full on steam liner mm-hmm. um, with like rooms, it was basically a hotel on water. That's that's a double down. You're getting a hotel and you're also getting a boat. That's the fucking spookiest. I missed ghost ship. I don't even know if I've heard of it. Oh, ghost ship is a so-so horror movie, but it's got an absolutely incredible opening scene. What is it? Uh, everybody's dancing on the deck, and it's like their maiden voyage, and they're they're all dancing and everything. Mm-hmm. And then everybody's out there. The the boat's on like autopilot. The captain is out there like dancing. Everybody's kind of celebrating champagne and stuff. And then there's this uh, wire that's holding up the sails and stuff that comes loose and cuts everybody on the boat in half. Shoots through the entire crowd of people dancing. It was super tense, a tensioned uh, wire, and it just, like, slices everybody. Are they the ghosts that haunt everyone? Or are they just, like, yep. ghost torsos? Yeah, it's the people, like, like 100 years later find this boat just, like, floating around the ocean and enter it, and it's just full of ghosts. Are the ghosts all torsos, though? Are they just torsos, or are they back Un- together in Unfortunately, in not torso ghosts. They're back together in death? That's That would be the lamest ghost if you're walking around. You're just, just the upper half. It's just like floating. I don't know. No, not even floating. You'd just be like dragging on the floor. like <laughs> That's terrifying. That's, that's so not going to get me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with years of practice, they could skitter. 
<laughs> pretty nicely Walk on with their arms. Hands. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's, that's fucking terrifying. Fucking scary. Yeah, that would be a lot. That's terrifying. So... Or just like jumping with their hands, oh, pushing no. off. You know, like a Frogger Ooh, situation. A Frogger situation. No. I'm gonna have to YouTube that first scene. Honestly, it sounds pretty hardcore. Oh, I'm sure we could track it down. Yeah, it shouldn't be too hard. I feel like it would be a bigger surprise if the movie wasn't called Ghost Ship. <laughs> right. <laughs> Happy Bride Vacation. Right. <laughs> and then that happens. You're like, you are we in the right movie? Oh, good. <laughs> they oh, got there it sliced. is. Okay, it got sliced in half. Now, now it tracks. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm still going to say Haunted Hotel, though. I still really? feel I still feel like that's the scariest. Uh, yeah. Why do you think that that's scarier to you than a boat? There's so many options, you know, like there's so many scary options. There's like scary boiler room that I get backed into a corner in by the ghosts. I don't yeah. want to die in there. There's scary kitchen. Scary. Ki- coming this fall to Fox. <laughs> scary kitchen. It's just it's just people yelling boo at you while you're cutting and stuff with a knife. And... It's just people being mean to me while I try and cook. <laughs> Just crying. Yeah, just like yelling terrible things and also just trying to like freak you out when you're chopping so that you can cut a finger off. Yeah, that would be unfortunate. They try to make it like the most unsafe environment for your cooking. <laughs> That's the scary part. It's just Gordon Ramsay yelling at me. They like turn on the burners well before you were planning on it. So when you try to light it, it's on more than you thought. And oh. It just, like, blows back in your face. Jesus. Yeah. I feel like if Gordon Ramsay listens to this episode, which he will, obviously. Clearly. Clearly. I feel like he's going to steal Scary Kitchen. So, trademarked Gordon. Nice try, you fucking donut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is a thing he says, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so fucking weird. One of his other weird things that he said, I really love MasterChef. That's one thing about me. I don't really watch any of the other Gordon Ramsay shows, but I love MasterChef. And a phrase that he's used multiple times, it feels like it should only be a one-time deal. But he said multiple times that the dish tasted like his granddad's shoe. <laughs> What's that? That means that there's probably a pair of his <laughs> shoes that his granddad used to wear that were like the nastiest, mm-hmm. gnarliest shoes mm-hmm. that uh, he got shit all the time from grandma about like, why don't you throw those shoes out there? They smell like human feces. He's like, well, that's because I used to shit on them in the war. <laughs> but, so I can't get rid of them. They saved my life. It's like one of them is missing the tongue because he ate the shoe leather to survive in the war and stuff. And so like, these are his favorite shoes. He described the flavor to Gordon yeah. as a child. And then Gordon tasted that exact flavor in someone's fucking coconut shrimp that they made on the show. <laughs> no, not coconut shrimp. Somebody did make coconut shrimp once and Gordon roasted the absolute living fuck out of this woman. Oh, no. <laughs> because basically he was like, this is not margarita. <laughs> yes. God, I love that trash so much. God, I want to go on there just to make my trash food. That like I, I actually am an okay chef or a cook. You're a really good cook, but uh, don't be humble. But I also, I, but I'm also that person that will make garbage food mm-hmm. sometimes, and I just want to go on and make my pigs in a poncho. Yeah, which mm-hmm. is just a hot dog that you grill and then you put in a tortilla with cheese and then you wrap it up and then you grill it. So it's like a flauta, mm-hmm. but the internal part is not like shredded chicken or ground beef. It is literally a hot dog. <laughs> that's that's high class, baby. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I microwave it. Um, mm. And but the best part is when I have the time to like put it in butter and grill the outside, so it's crunchy. Yeah. The real garbage is microwaving. So I, for, that is for, true garbage for Gordon. I would grill, grill it? the outside of the uh, pig in a poncho. Oh, I think he would appreciate that effort. Yeah. What kind of dipping sauces or like fucking reductions would you use? <laughs> I do a a uh, ketchup aioli. Oh, <laughs> you like mix ketchup and mayo? Yep. Or the but, pig in a poncho? Mixed with a little bit of hot sauce. I so literally creamy, don't know it's why. Tomato-y, it's a little spicy. I don't know why it makes it disgusting that there's a tortilla. Because I feel like tortillas and ketchup should never, never the twin chum eat. Like, I don't like the. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're upset because ketchup is touching tortilla. Yeah. What's the deal with that? I need to unpack that. <laughs> I think you do need to kind of like dig in and see if you like if. That something relating to ketchup and tortillas hurt you as a child. <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> we'll I, get into that later. I do feel weird about ketchup and eggs together. Like, Ew, I've never too. been a big fan of that. That's weird. It's pretty normal. I don't want to, like, call out any of our listeners being like, you're a fucking piece of shit. I do. <laughs> you <Fuck> do? You. <laughs> That's gross. In the morning? In the mornings a lot, yeah. I mean, I understand ketchup on, like, home fries and shit. Well, yeah, potato products and ketchup go together. They do. But if you put ketchup on a baked potato, you oh, absolutely get monster. the fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah, get the fuck out. I know that everyone's for. allowed to have personal taste and stuff, but like, 
Also, no, you're not. <laughs> so says me. There are lines. There are lines the- that you cannot cross. Fucking Donald Trump ass ketchup on a steak bullshit. <laughs> Good Lord. Donald Trump eating the McFish. I'll never will no. get past that in my oh life. Oh my God. That's the worst thing that's ever happened. It already has a stupid name. Don't make it a stupider name. <laughs> I need right. to move on from that. Yeah, we need to move on from the. Uh, so, what were answers? I'm, I'm spooky boat. You're I'm a spooky, spooky hotel, hotel okay. because of the haunted kitchen. The haunted the kitchen, kitchen for sure is definitely where you're like, <laughs> look at all these spooky ladles. <laughs> I'm looking at the fucking tools and not knowing how to use them. <laughs> Very scary. Like pick up like a potato ricer and you're like, this looks like a torture device. <laughs> like, Listen. No. Stop mocking my scary kitchen. It's, how, it's dark. It's how you make pierogies. <laughs> so it's not that you're fine. If someone told me that I had to make a pierogi or I would die, well, uh, see you in the next life. I oh, suppose. No. I don't know how to make a pierogi. I don't know how to make anything. You like make make like cheesy mashed potatoes and then you just wrap it in like ravioli, basically. Oh, really? Is I that mean, the outside? It's it, pasta? It, it's like bread. I mean, pasta is bread. Well, yeah. Like, legitimately, it's flour, so. Ew, I don't know why I don't like that either. Yeah, I, mean, pro- <laughs> I know it's true, but I don't like it. Pierogi is a little bit uh, slightly different textured outside. It's not quite like ravioli, but but it's close to. I mean, dumplings, um, raviolis, and yeah. pierogies are all very similar. Oh, this is the what it's a ravioli con- like conversation, which I like. I think it's more interesting than the sandwich comp- conversation. Oh, is it a ravioli? Yeah, like a Pop-Tart is indeed a ravioli. <laughs> oh, no. A raviolo, excuse me. That's the singular. If you get one of those grilled cheese makers that you press down the thing and it seals mm-hmm. the outsides, mm-hmm. raviolis. Uncrustables. Uncrustables are raviolis. <laughs> raviolis. No. I, would, I could talk about this all day. Gushers are raviolis. Wow. <laughs> That's classe. <laughs> Fine dining. Yep. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I'm going to make an all ravioli restaurant. <laughs> That's fucking Pop-Tarts on the menu. It's just like things with sealed corners Mm -hmm. and stuff inside of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can ravioli pretty much anything if you put your mind to it. (laughs) An egg roll is a ravioli. If you do one of the like stuffed steaks where you like cut the steak and then you fill it, like Mm. turn it inside out and then fill it and stuff. Mm -hmm. Or chicken or something, yeah. Is that a ravioli? Yeah. That's a ravioli. That's that's the kind of ravioli I like. That's a fancy ravioli. That's a fancy ravioli. You know what the fanciest ravioli is? Beef Wellington. (laughs) Yes. That actually is surrounded by bread. That is surrounded by bread. That's a true ravioli. That is is the meat to bread ratio I like on my raviolis right there. (laughs) (laughs) I guess we should do the next question. Yeah, I suppose it's time for us to uh, dig into the next one. So that's that's yours. But if you guys want to tune into our next podcast, Ravioli Talk, (laughs) we will be there. Ravioli Radio. Mm-hmm. You can send in your, is it a ravioli or not? Oh, I guess it is my turn, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. I should probably pull up the question. <laughs> I think you just said that out of nowhere. <laughs> you and I were having a secret conversation about <laughs> whose turn it was, and then you, you put it all Blew out it on the front fuck up. Yep, yep. And I was like, no, the Chucky thing. Yeah, we, we answered that, and then we answered another one, too. The so. haunted boat. The haunted boat. Uh, we have one more question that we're going to cover here on this episode. And then I promise we'll leave. <laughs> with a spooky, scary episode. Are you terrified yet? Ooh, ghost boats. People are probably crying. Scary keychains. Haunted ladles. <laughs> Raviolis. Raviolis. <laughs> Raviolis. <sighs> okay. There's no... Saving our souls. This one is from my bestie, um, mm-hmm. the Herr Grutz from the Beautiful Disasters podcast and regular yeah. panelist on Geeks Under the Influence. Um, this is, yeah, this is his brand. If you were to be ritually sacrificed by any elder celebrity, like 66 years of age or older, um, who would it be? I feel like the correct answer is Betty White. Betty White could definitely sacrifice me. Like, I feel honored. I would too. And honestly, like, I hope that she does outlive me. Um, I'll be like happy about that. Like if I died tomorrow in a car accident and I like, you know, obviously got to heaven, clearly yeah. incredible person. Um, <laughs> then <laughs> my first question would be like, Betty White didn't die today too. Right. Like she outlived me and then I can like live in peace, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man. The, the day will come in like 30 or 40 years when yeah. Betty White finally leaves this earth and it's going to be a sad day. 
Yeah, but it's also going to be because she, like, got sacrificed in the water wars or something. So, like, we won't even know about it. True, true. We'll be well well gone by that oh, point by anyway. my, I'm not surviving the water wars. No. God. <laughs> Some people say that the, the lucky ones are the ones that didn't make it to the water wars. Yeah, seriously, so. me. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as I hear about the water wars, it's over for me. Yeah. I, already, I always say I'm going to walk into the ocean anyway, so I will. I just won't get on a boat. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll just walk into the water wars willy-nilly. I'm like, get on the boat. I'm like, no, it's haunted. No. <laughs> it's a haunted boat. Yeah, I don't want to get cut in half. I'm like, no, get on the boat. And you're like, no, it's seriously haunted. Look. And then I look over, Ella, <laughs> standing next to me. She has to survive. Even if I die, she has to carry on my legacy. <laughs> no. I am her mother and I love her. <laughs> Oh, it's just going to end up where, like, I wake up in the morning and the entire crew is dead. And it's just Ella sitting at the edge of my bed staring at me. As and you I guys get up. lost at sea and she's the only one that you can talk to for a year. Like um, that one, the book where the boy is trapped with the tiger. Life of Pi. Life okay. of Pi. Yeah. That was touching was like, go for a second. Castaway? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's my Wilson? Yeah, pretty much. She's your Richard Jenkins or whatever he names the tiger. <laughs> Richard Jenkins. It's yeah. Richard something. Yeah, Richard something Parker. Like Richard Parker, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. That was a really good book. Anyway. I didn't read the book. I did see the movie. Trash. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, wow. The movie was good, too. It was really pretty. Yeah, it was pretty. Very good. Um, So I'm going to say Betty White. And then my horny answer is that I do not give a shit how old he gets. I would fuck Richard Gere on his deathbed. Okay. And that man is like 72 years old. Um, I don't care. At me, if you will. But... He can ritually sacrifice me for all of the pleasure that he's given me over my life nice. <laughs> by getting to look at him. I uh, I've uh, so similar like I don't care how old she gets. Like I would be able to uh, happily give myself over to her. Though, from what I understand, um, me there. Never mind the laundry list of reasons why I would not be on the top of her list of of a person to take to bed. But like also the wrong equipment. From what I understand, mm. uh, but also I feel uh, to be sacrificed by her, it would be for rock and roll. Mm. And, uh, and Joan, and Joan, absolutely. I knew Ms. you would say Ms. that. Jet, mm-hmm. if you're nasty, mm-hmm. and uh, um, she's amazing. She's a, a stunning, and oh, yeah. even at, at her age, and she is in her like late sixties now. I think uh, she's still just a bombshell. Yeah. Um, it, it would be like her, or uh, in the same line of mm-hmm. just, I feel like honored. It would be horny for answers. like horny answers. Cassandra Peterson, or oh shit, Elvira. Elvira? Is she sixty six? She's in her sixties. Good for her. She's, she's around 66. She looks amazing. She looks incredible. I think that honestly, she's been given the elixir of life, which is a secret lesbian relationship. And she deserves it all. <laughs> she she deserves it all. She has a hot mask partner. She deserves it all. She got that death becomes her potion and, yes. and didn't get into a crazy fight that ended up with a hole in her chest. Wait, and... how old is Meryl Streep? Because that's my answer. Meryl Streep is... 78 years no i don't know No, she's not i don't know i did look up rupaul he's only 60 okay um but another horny answer for me for sure and i think she's like 90 million years old but jessica lang get okay. it forever and she's also spooky so yeah love that elvira is a great answer yeah she elvira smother you to death elvira, with her titties absolutely what a way to what go what a fucking great way to go <laughs> goodbye oh my cruel world but yeah if i could get like a double down where like they're running low on sacrifices joan and and elvira have to like split a sacrifice a two and it, for happens, one? it happens to be me oh my god and so they're just talking and, and like they're flirting and then like <gasps> elvira's partner is there and she's just like oh i'm fucking yeah i'm into this please <gasps> do and then they start like being super flirty as they're sacrificing fuck yes oh my god Absolutely. death and a show yeah <laughs> my dream yeah, I'd love it if it turns into like, you know, let's play with a boy, but I'm I'm not going to sully their situation. I don't situation, think that that's going to happen no, for you. I'm no. really sorry. I could absolutely see Joan Jett and Elvira getting it on, though. and I would love to see it, personally. Oh, I think the entire world would love to see that. That's so. very true. Yeah. If you would not love to see that, go to the doctor. Wrong show. This is the wrong show <laughs> yeah, for wrong you. Wrong show. Also, go to the head doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Get that checked out, <laughs> my friend. Um, I don't know who else... Um. Not in a horny way, but I feel like I would I would be honored to be sacrificed by Morgan Freeman. Yeah, I I would do. Or Richard Attenborough. What about Werner? Vern, Werner Herzog. Mm-hmm. I think he probably has a basement full of people he's ready to sacrifice at any time. So or he's he already good. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, yeah I support it. He's 
definitely murdered somebody just to watch the light leave their eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like the problem is that most of my like middle-aged celebrity women that I'm obsessed with aren't old enough for this answer. They're just a little bit below the bar. They're too young. Yeah. yeah. I don't have a lot of like older, like I wouldn't really, as much as I do appreciate Clint Eastwood as a uh, director and an actor, I don't know if I would be like, yeah, go ahead and sacrifice me, Clint. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't, I know that people like him and stuff, but he rubs me the wrong way. <laughs> don't know why he's a he's a crotchety old man and some people think it's lovable other people do not so i get that i don't i don't love it it's he is a little polarizing so he doesn't deserve my sacrifice wow (laughs) i know i thought it too yeah but i was gonna pass it up that's probably the better move the bigger person (laughs) (laughs) yep that's what that's what that means that's what that means for sure Mm -hmm. um i think mm, it's a little a little too passe, mm-hmm. but it would be interesting. Like if you were to get sacrificed for someone, mm-hmm. I mean, you could do worse than Ozzy. I mean, that, that's so thematic to Ozzy that I don't want that for me. I'd rather be sacrificed by Sharon. By Sharon, yeah, <laughs> we're laying next to each other, and you got Sharon. Mm-hmm. Oh man, no, you're getting the better deal because she would, she would make it quick and painless. Easy. Ozzy would stab the wrong spots like a 100%. lot, and then yell at one of his kids. Mm-hmm. To like come over here and point where just point to where he needs to stab. He wouldn't even be looking. He wouldn't be looking. He'd be like distracted, just mm-hmm. and not even stabbing hard, but enough. It like it's still it's a sharp you knife. Feel it, yeah. So he's just doing these like inch deep puncture wounds all uh. over my body as he's just looking around like as we're doing it right. <laughs> That's pretty good. Fucking dying. And I've been dead. You've been dead for thirty two minutes. Sharon is having a cocktail on the other side of the house. <laughs> She's gone. Just hearing me blood curdle screaming. The screaming is going down not because I'm closer to death, but I'm just so worn out from screaming constantly for 30 minutes. Yeah, and then you die. Eventually. Then I just die from after Exhausted. being quiet for a while. Yeah. <laughs> See, I know that this question is going to plague me, and I'm going to continue thinking about it, that we have access to these questions, but we don't think about them no. <laughs> ahead of time. I think it's more fun to be off the cuff with them, It honestly. is, but then for stuff like this, I'm like, God damn it, I know that there's some good answers. I just don't know what they are because my brain is trash. Well, also, I, I would, if I was to really get into like the best answers that I could give for this question, it would require some research because I don't really know how old people are. I know. I don't either. I mean, most of the Avengers are in their 50s now or yeah, in their late true. 40s. So, like, people being 66 used to mean, like, old people. It doesn't really necessarily, like, how old is uh, Penelope Cruz? Like, I think she's probably, like, 52. Okay. I don't she's know. definitely not 66. No, I don't think she's 66, but I mean, I could see her being, like, 57 or 58 or something. And because she's looked the same the whole time. Well, that's why it's mean that Anthony chose the specific age. 66 is a weird age. Oh, yeah. shit. She's only 47. Oh, okay. Fuck. How old Javier Bardem? He's got to be in his 50s. I would think so, too. But that's also just because he has, like, big zaddy energy. He does, yeah. He's 52. Okay. So he's how old I thought she was. Not for the way that she looks, by the way. Penelope stands don't come for me. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> she looks great. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. There, there's a whole mess of older actors and celebrities that I would be honored mm-hmm. to be sacrificed by but i just i can't think off offhand like who that would be the, the greatest comics of our time are either not quite 66 or dead so yeah true. <laughs> carlin isn't sacrificing anybody no. bill hicks is not sacrificing anybody you know? so lenny bruce been dead for a while mm-hmm. so um yeah so I, th- I think I'm just going to stick with Elvira and Joan Jett and call it I a love fucking it. day. Yeah. yeah. If anybody has any other ideas, feel free to post them on our socials. Stephen King? He's probably in his 60s, right? Probably. Yeah. yeah. I'm, that wouldn't be bad. Yeah. He'd probably end up writing me into a book later. True. I want him to do like, I know he doesn't do it anymore, but I would love it if he did like a sacrificial line of cocaine off of my body. <laughs> I feel like that would be fucking cool. <laughs> Like, if I have to, snort. Just a little one. <laughs> Just a hint. It's weird that he actually yells snort as he snorts the cocaine, yeah, that's, too. That's, that makes it less cool. That makes it far less cool. <laughs> Everybody's like, man, this is hardcore. Like, Stephen King's hardcore. Snort. <laughs> Never mind. Never this mind. fucking weird, dude. Whatever. It's weird. <laughs> cocaine is no longer cool, actually. Everyone cocaine's canceled. You find out that, like, he just announces things that he's doing. Like, coming. Oh, no. no. I don't. Like, 
eating. Like, how are you? How are you saying that as you're putting food in your mouth? <laughs> Terrifying. Yeah. I hate it. <laughs> and so does his wife, and not a big fan. No, I'm no, sure I no. wouldn't have married him. Probably. Well, money, <laughs> money, lots of money. <laughs> but also mm, spooky. <laughs> Do you think he acts super creepy and spooky for fun at home? Like that he like jumps out at you and stuff or like does really creepy things just to get your reaction so he could write it into something? I'm not going to lie. I really don't know too much about Stephen King, the person. And I haven't watched like a lot of interviews with him or anything, if any. So I'm literally just going off the way that he looks and his looks are boring. So I don't know. He looks so boring, right? He's like the most generic white dude looking yeah, person in the like world. Yeah, he looks like a guy that likes to whittle. He totally looks like a whittler. Yeah. He's very wrinkly. Yeah. Like he's been outdoors. Yeah. But I think it's actually from the cocaine. The cocaine. Yeah, he did a lot of cocaine. Mm-hmm. Cocaine. That was great. That was bad. That was really authentic. Yep. Me very, and my accents. Very cool. He's on top of those bad boys. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. I think we should leave. I think it is important <laughs> for everyone's mental health that we get the fuck off this episode. I think we should make like Stephen King and be like, going. Yeah, going. I hate myself. I really regret that. I'm glad you doubled down on it. Though. You know what? It was a, it was a solid callback. Thank you. I, I fully endorse it. <laughs> I've got great skills for callbacks of things we said 30 seconds yep. ago. <laughs> so <laughs> More good. More than 30 seconds. Ancient history. Can't Ancient touch history, it. It's over. Yeah. It's been done. So thanks for listening to our spooky episode so of terrifying. Deeply Upsetting <laughs> Podcast. Haunted episode. <laughs> Haunted. I mean, technically they're all cursed. So it's <laughs> yeah, already true. a spooky little podcast. True. Um, if you want to listen to podcasts that are good, you could go to GUIPodcast.com and listen to the other shows on the network. We got a bunch. We bunch got a of bunch. Shows. And there's a horror podcast from the Mouths of Madness. So that's fun and thematic for uh, this time of year. This time of year, you want to get into the spooky spirit. That's the way to do it. Or even if it's February and you're just feeling like in a spooky mood. Mouse Madness is definitely the way to go. Or if you're single and you want to hear something spooky, listen to Geek Fathers about parenting. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> um, and then, of course, Beautiful Disasters mm-hmm. and Smack My Pitch Up. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the main flagship, Geeks Under the Influence and GY Nights. Yeah, uh, that whole thing. That whole bad boy. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, all that's available at GYPodcast.com. It uh, is. Make sure to subscribe to the shows, rate, review, tell your friends. Join us on social media. Share that stuff. Yes. And we will see you next week for a minor upset. Again, also, if you have ideas for that, too, you can send them our way because that would take some of the effort out for us, yeah. which we love. And also, if it's a funny, weird article about something that happened that's like minorly upsetting, it's not like, you know, about refugees or you yeah, know, like no, the, uh-uh. the, the heavy, heavy handed stuff. We're not trying to make jokes. Pass. The weird stuff. Send it our way. Absolutely. Give us and those we'll plug bad you. boys. Yeah, absolutely. In a non-sexual. Well, we'll see. Plug or peg. <laughs> we'll play it by ear. Depends on where you live. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> if you're willing to travel. <laughs> play the old deeply upsetting game of plug or peg. Ooh, that is upsetting. <laughs> you got to get like theme music. <laughs> what theme music is that? You did a, you did a theme. I think that was Chuck Mangione. Whoa. Yeah. I don't know. It's time for us to go. Yeah, I think so. Okay, well, fairly well. I'm Amy Bogart. I'm Mike the Hobbit. Okay, bye. GUIPodcast.com Ghost boats. People are probably crying. Scary kitchens. <laughs> Haunted ladles. <laughs> Raviolis. Raviolis. <laughs> Raviolis. Coming straight from the mouths of madness, I'm Lowdown. I'm F.U. Hunter. Do you love horror? We fucking do. So this is a podcast dedicated to all things in cinematic horror. We're talking movies, television, composers, special effects artists. We're going to fucking cover it. So if you love horror, embrace the madness. Mike the Hobbit here. Lowdown Brown. Inviting you to check out Geek Some of the Influence, a podcast that pairs booze with conversation with good friends. And a little nerd culture. We get a lot of colorful conversation out of our episodes, but... It is here for everyone. No gatekeeping. Always level up everything we do. We'll punch up, never punch down. Exactly. So check out Geeks Under the Influence everywhere you get your podcasts and join us or die. Shut the fuck up, Hobbit. 
Welcome to GUI Nights. GUI Nights. Yeah, I am Lowdown Brown. With me as always, Mike the Hobbit. This is the tangential side of GUI. This is like so many of those other shows that has the after the show bit mixed with a little bit of Baywatch Nights, so it's a little sexier. It's a little bit after hours. Also while tying it into the previous episode of GUI, so look forward to that too because this comes out the week after the flagship hour-long episode. So make sure to check out GUI Nights and uh, when you're done, you can go the fuck home. In a world ravaged by movie studios that keep rehashing the same things, only one podcaster has the guts to make it even worse. Join Mike the Hobbit as he traverses the internet to bring you some of the best and worst ideas for reboots, remakes, and reimaginings of some of your favorite and least favorite TV and film properties. Ideas like a John Waters He-Man movie, Fantastic Four the Musical, and Aliens, done entirely with marionettes. What podcast would bring this evil upon the world? This is Smack My Pitch Up. Available anywhere you get your podcasts.